Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to Lance's House of Sports. Don't forget to rate the podcast, share it with a friend, and tune in weekly for weekly podcasts. And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Lance's House of Sports with your host, Lance Wyatt, and my boy, my co-host, Ben Gabriel. Another week, a lot of news and notes to catch up on in sports, uh, and a sad one to be yeah. But welcome. It's nice to have you, even with you under the weather. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying my best. I know, I know you will, um, and I know it's going to be frustrating with this first topic, but with the college football playoff right around the corner, you know, how can we not? Of course, we got to talk about the noon game that happened in Ann Arbor on Saturday. The game, it was known as, between Ohio State and Michigan. Just putting it bluntly, it was Michigan that was able to come away with the victory. It was a back-and-forth game, a game that was neck-and-neck. Neck. It seemed like there wasn't a ton of differential between the two teams, but it was the two turnovers that ended up costing Ohio State. I mean, give credit to the crowd at that game, too, because it, I didn't see much red out there in that stadium. I feel like we're not used to that. Uh, with games in Ann Arbor, normally Ohio State travels really well. But, I mean, also with the cost of those tickets, though, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't blame you. Nearly $1,000 a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Producers giving me a look right now. Like, that's unbelievable. But isn't that – that's what it was, right? Yeah, the good seats. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the worst seats were get, still you could get like a six, seven hundred, four or 500 But, like, that's fucking crazy. For the worst seat in the house? Yeah. So it was Michigan. They were able to come away with the victory. They ended up winning the game 30-24. to But if it wasn't for that interception on the last drive of the game, Ohio State was driving, had a couple key plays to Marvin Harrison. But it was a throw off the back foot for Kyle McCord that got lurked, got intercepted, and basically ended our season without some help uh, from the rest of these teams out in college football. But just talking about this game a little more, Ben. I mean, we know the two turnovers were the difference maker, but what did you think just looking at the eye test between the two teams? Was it deserving for Michigan to get the win? Yeah, I think it was. I mean, at the end of the day, I think quarterbacks, having a good quarterback is extremely important in college football. And if you don't have one of the best, then you're probably not going to win the natty, <laughs> let alone win the game. Yeah. I mean, Comicore just can't get it done. And it was, I mean, it was also the game plan of both teams, though. I mean, you saw it from both sides that the game plan for both of them was to create a consistent run game for yeah. both teams to open up to open up the passing game. And while it kind of looked like throughout most of the game, neither team was really able to set up that run game, but it was J.J. McCarthy and the Michigan Wolverines that were able to not make any turnovers, make smart plays, even though they weren't great on third down, three for three on fourth down throughout the day, so... They were consistent there. J.J. McCarthy was only 16 for 20 passing the ball. He didn't pass it very much. But he, he proved to me, at least after that game against that defense from Ohio State side, that maybe he is good enough to play in the NFL because, yeah, he didn't throw it a ton, but, man, did he make some really good timely passes. Man, did he make some great throws across the middle. And he wasn't throwing straight to the defense like Kyle McCord was on the other side. And Yeah. Yeah, I know you always say one play doesn't make or break a game, but two plays can. <laughs> but even even at that aspect but it seemed like in this game that's really what it was yeah ohio state we had two mistakes that they didn't have and it cost us i mean even even when you look at the penalty battle we only had one flag all day for five yards yeah and granted we didn't get to the quarterback much only one sack but i mean they were averaging four yards a carry which you can debate that how you want on 39 rushing attempts 
They were. They outgained us on the ground, 156 to 107, with 11 more attempts and was .2, higher in yards per rush. So not much of a big difference maker there. We even outgained them in total yards. We had 378 to their 338. Kyle McCord threw for 271, 18 for 30. He had some great plays there. Yeah, but it's just yeah. Go ahead. Some good plays. I just don't. I've yet to see him the whole season do it for four quarters straight. Yeah, you know? he had one and a half good quarters in that game. You know, the first quarter he threw probably said it earlier the worst interception I've mm-hmm. ever seen in a college football game. Yeah, right to him. First first interception. It was an RPO. Definitely should have handed it off. You could tell he was trying to force feed Marvin, try and get him the rock. Yeah, but it was the wrong time to do it. No, yeah, I mean. He had the leverage on him. Like, it was just a bad throw. Yeah. Like, if you play high school quarterback, then you know not to make that throw. Yeah. It's not there. I mean, that that was on our own 20-yard line. They scored three plays later. Yeah. I mean. And they weren't getting anything done offensively no, at the that's time. that's how the game started. That was the yeah. first points of the game. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible. <laughs> Second half, our linebackers aren't doing anything. No. Can't guard a goddamn tight end to save their life still <laughs> to this day after I don't know how many years of complaining about it. <laughs> It's quite sad. I'm pretty devastated. And now it kind of it moves our shift over to looking at the college football playoff rankings as a whole. As you know, all the other top teams, specifically in the top 10, got the job done last week against, you could say, mediocre opponents. There were some great matchups. And now listen, the rankings, you know, Georgia sits there at one. Michigan was able to move up to two. Washington gets a little bump up at three. But then here, here's where it kind of gets interesting to some fans. To us, we think it kind of makes sense, but they put the undefeated Florida State at four. One loss, Oregon, who lost to Washington. They're going to get their rematch this week in the Pac-12 championship at five, followed by Ohio State, Texas at seven, and then Alabama. I'm curious what you think of those rankings as a whole, though, not just Ohio State being at six. Did they get it right this week? I don't like Florida State at four. I think they should have been five. Yeah. They scraped by a pretty bad Florida team, and on top of that, the committee wants the four best teams, and I don't know who Florida State's backup is, but when he's in the game, they are not a top-four team in the country, no matter how you slice it and dice it. It's just – so that being the first topic of discussion when talking about these rankings, the first thing that goes back to me when seeing a, a starting quarterback like that go down, you know what I'm about to bring up. He's, they're not – It's that situation with Ohio State and third-string quarterback Cardell Jones coming into the game in a rivalry game against Michigan, getting the win, dominating in his conference championship – you're telling me if Florida State doesn't do the same thing that they don't deserve it? Now, if you had a different type of excuse, if I'd Florida understand. State but you specifically and, pointing it on the backup quarterback, I don't know if that's something I could agree with. Okay, but Ohio State only made that playoff because they beat Wisconsin 55-0 to that year in the Big Ten Championship with their third-string quarterback. Yeah. If Florida State dominates Louisville, I'd be more than fine if they get in, but I don't see that happening. Yeah. So for now, I'm going to say I don't think that that team is better than Oregon. I'll agree with you right now because in the recent matchup, Battle of the State, Florida State, traveled to Florida, took on the Gators. Uh, Rodemaker, that's the backup. He was 12 for 25, only 134 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. But, I mean, they were able to get the job done against a, in a big rivalry game. But I agree, it's going to come down to how they play in the conference championship against Louisville. Yeah. Because I feel like this is different. They're not playing no five-loss, now six-loss team Florida team. They're playing – the 14th-ranked team in the nation in Louisville, who, although I have good for have the, been the one, of the season. I've been the one to not fully agree with it, although they did beat Notre Dame. They did beat Duke, two ranked teams. It's just they got some tough losses, and 
Pittsburgh. A tough and loss. Ken- no, they got two tough losses. Louisville lost twice. Well, because it was just last week. Oh, yeah. The reason they fell in the rankings. Yeah. They got upset by Kentucky in that young squad That's a bad over there. Loss. But if Florida State can dominate their conference championship against Louisville, I think there's no reason for them not to get in. Because everyone's always talking about the eye test, most deserving, best team. There's a lot of different factors that can go into it. But I just think it'd be tough to leave out an undefeated conference championship, even though that conference is, without a doubt, the weakest of the, all the Power Five conferences. Yeah. I mean, with the Washington and Oregon situation sitting at three and five, you can tell it right there. The winner of that game is going to get in. Now, granted, it's tough for Washington already beating Oregon once. It doesn't really matter now. If they can't get it done in the conference championship, I don't think there's any chance they get in just with the situation of how everything else is sitting out. No. Texas. It'll be Georgia, Michigan, assuming they both win. Mm-hmm. And then Pac-12 championship winner. Mm-hmm. And then Texas, in my opinion. You don't, do you think Texas has – obviously they need to win this game in their conference championship. But do you think they need to win by a certain amount as well, kind of similar to Florida State? Because let's say Alabama's able to knock off Georgia. Granted, it wasn't a perfect game for them last week. Another rivalry game playing Auburn. They were losing most of the game. They were able to have a crazy late game throw. Was it third and goal or fourth and goal? Fourth and 31. It was fourth and, fourth and 31. <laughs> Jalen Milrow was able to find someone in the back left corner of the end zone. They were able to sneak away and get the victory. But if Alabama was able to get the win over Georgia, Texas ends up winning their conference championship game. Is there a debate in that aspect? Because currently how it, how it is right now, Bama beating number one ranked Georgia, is that enough to put you over top another one-loss team but beat you head-to-head? What matters more in that aspect? Because I got an opinion, but you got to think the head-to-head matters, right? You do, but they've been ranking Alabama higher and higher in every week, and I think that if Alabama were to beat Georgia this week and keep on the train that they're on right now, I mean, I think they definitely get in just because it's Alabama. If they can find a reason to put Alabama in, I can almost guarantee they will. I just don't – I'm not on the train of, you know, how well they're playing and how dominant they've been against these terrible teams. Oh, I agree. You know, and it's not like Georgia really has been facing anyone super competitive either. There was a two-week stretch there yeah, a few weeks ago. Was also Georgia Tech. I mean, they won by eight against Georgia Tech. The really impressive win for me is when they dominated Ole Miss 52-17. to 17. Yeah. And you can say whatever you want about Ole Miss, but I think Jackson Dart is a hell of a quarterback to go along with that offense. I thought it was a fantastic win. But if Texas wins that game outright, dominant, I don't see why you don't put them in the playoffs, even if Bama beats Georgia. I mean, the only reason they want to put them in is because there's just not enough spots. Yeah. Because well, Georgia, if here's ups- my thing. If Georgia loses and Texas dominates, why does Georgia just get to be in? Because they're Georgia? Because they only lost one game? Well, I wouldn't agree with that. I, I wouldn't agree. It, I, was I, saying, think, I was saying a possibility of maybe leaving both. SEC teams out, or do you no, think you there's have to no out, chance you have to put the winner in the SEC championship game in? Just because just, of how prominent the SEC is? If Georgia loses, it just depends if you put the loser in tip. Michigan is a lock. I yeah. think that's as big of a lock as we could say about any team. I don't think anybody else is safe. Everyone else has a game that they got to go prove and win this weekend. Yeah. Michigan, they're going up against an Iowa team. Yeah, they're they ranked. They can win by three and they're in. Yeah, I'd agree. I don't see that happening, though. No, they're going to dominate. Iowa's offense is some of the worst I've seen all season. Ever. And they're going up against probably <laughs> the best defense in college football this, yeah. this this week. I don't see it happening. Obviously, if that were to happen, 
I don't see a Big Ten team getting in, but let's throw that out of there. Michigan's a lock. Let's give the SEC team a lock. Pac-12 champion, a lock. And now do you go with, let's say, an undefeated Florida State? You know, they play a close matchup against Louisville or Texas against Oklahoma State, who, let's say Bama wins, SEC champion, they get in. How do you put them in and leave out Texas? I think Texas would get in if Alabama wins. You think they boost Texas over them? Michigan, Texas, and Oregon or Washington. Yeah. Yeah, no, I probably agree with you there. Because as much as you want to throw all the factors into it, I mean, when you look at the eye test, I don't think Florida State deserves it. As much as I thought they did at the start of the season, they started to fall off week by week. And their quarterback's out. I mean, that matters at the end of the day. I know people don't want it to matter, but it does. He needs to put up some 12-gauge type numbers this weekend for, yeah. that, for that to be different. Yeah. What are the chances Ohio State can get in, and what needs to be done for it to happen? Like less than 10, less than 5% chance. I'd probably give it a 10. No. If you go put money on Oklahoma State and Louisville Georgia? and Georgia, I bet your parlay would be like plus 7,000. It's not going to happen. I don't know. That's something we can look at afterwards. <laughs> I just that's feel like because I think the eye test should matter. And, I mean, I kind of agreed what they were saying on Around the Horn before we got on. I think eye test should matter. Strength of schedule should matter. We got the best strength of schedule in the league. I mean, granted, yeah, we lost the game. Kyle McCord had some costly plays, but we were in that game from start to finish. Yeah. It was a game that could have gone either way. Yeah. And we were on the road in the big house. I agree. We okay, have the best we loss. We, lo- we lost to the number two team in the nation. We have the best loss in all of college football. I think there has to be a consideration for it if at least – one team goes down that's ahead of us. It'd be interesting. Now, if, I think if Florida State loses, own Texas wins, like it doesn't matter. Like Texas is the fourth team. Yeah. That's just how it is. See, but now let's say all the favorites win. Oregon gets it done. They're a nine and a half point favorite over Washington, which Whoa. I kind of understand. I don't understand. Yeah. Nine you have not seen half? that? Nine and a half. Why? Nine and a half. Oregon favorite. Pac 12 championship this Friday because Oregon's been rolling and Washington has kind of been Sleeping. scraping by. All their matchups these last few weeks. I don't understand the nine and a half points. I think it's going to be a really tight game. Another one that's going to go down to the horn. Yeah. But I do understand why Oregon's the favorite. They look like the best team in college football right now, in my opinion. In my opinion, they really do. Bo Nix looks unbelievable. I got to see him play outside the Pac-12. Well, we're not going to see that happen. Fucking <laughs> Bo Nix played Georgia like last year and lost 55-0. to zero. Like, Yeah, but this is a different team. I'd say Oregon's is. better. Georgia's worse. I just I don't know. It's just tough for me. I've I, I have liked Oregon this year, but nine and a half points is almost a lock. If you want to put Washington nine and a half plus nine and a half, I think that's a lock. Washington hasn't won by more than a touchdown since week five. Be Arizona by seven, be Oregon by three, Arizona State by eight, which I'm considering a touchdown. Okay. Beat Stanford by nine. They're all single digits. Beat USC by ten. Beat Utah by seven. Beat Oregon State by two. Beat Washington State by three. I mean. You name some good teams they won, though. Name some good. Obviously, the Oregon game is the big one. Yeah, Utah. Utah's a good one. I mean, those are good wins. They haven't been winning, but. It's also some tight wins. I mean, they haven't been winning by a lot. But but they win. Yeah, winning is all that matters. At the end of the day. If Ohio State would have won every game by one point this year, we would have been in the playoffs. Who are you taking in that game? Probably Oregon. Yeah. I mean, I'm probably. It's tough to beat a team twice. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, we th- we've talked about this on this show yeah. many times. I agree with you. I think it's it's Sp- tough for, for Washington. Yeah. I mean, especially in college sports, I just think it's so much harder to go out there and 
have to beat the same guys you already beat earlier in the year. Yeah. On a bigger stage. But, I mean, everybody knew this was going to happen at the end of the year. Yeah, of course. Of course. So, it'll, it'll be interesting. How each right, team let me give you my scenario real quick for Ohio State getting in. So, Georgia's going to beat Bama. Yeah. Michigan's going to win. Yeah. Pac-12 champion's going to win. Texas is going to get upset. Florida State's going to get upset. And we're in. And we're going to squeak right in at the faux spot. Because I hope not. I hate to say it, I think it's deserving too. If Texas dominates against Oklahoma State this weekend, I think they deserve to be over us. Yeah. But what gives me, you know, some hope is they dropped us only down to six. We're still ahead of Texas. We're still ahead of Bama. So I don't see why not. Texas maybe scrapes by in their Big Twelve championship game. Who is it? Ohio State or Texas? That's something that obviously is up to the committee, but that's the tightest decision that could probably happen. But that's the best chance we have. Yeah, Florida State has to lose. Yeah, they have to lose. Yeah. For Ohio State to still have a chance. Yeah, it sucks that it's another year and another year of being on the outside looking in of trying to make the playoffs. But showed even last year, you know, even when we got dominated by Michigan, we showed that we were good enough to compete with the top dogs. And we don't see that a lot in the college football playoff semifinals. We see blowouts way too often. That's why I think it's time you. I mean, you use the eye test a lot more. You look at the best – you put in the best teams available. 12 teams next year. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. I'm just really hoping once the 12 team comes that college football players don't start slacking more. You know, I feel like we already see it a lot. But once they realize, oh, we can afford to lose one or two games, it's just going to be very interesting to see. I'm expecting a lot that's of parity in college football I was next year. earlier. I yeah. Just, game, regular season doesn't matter as much for some of these big schools. Not right now, but next season. It's not it's, right now. It matters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dominating matters. It's the right same thing with matters, the. In- but next year, it really doesn't. Yeah, we could have lost this week, and like no one would have given a fuck because like we're in the playoffs, and we don't have to go. I mean, of course, week. I'd care. We're talking about the game. Well, yeah, we'd care, but like, it, it's not. Gonna, it's not a season ender. Well, yeah, as of right now, how college football's been, its whole history, because even with the BCS, you know, it's only the top two guys. Yeah, it's gonna be very exciting, very interesting. It will be. To uh, wind out college football, got to talk about Connor Stallions, right? <laughs> I mean, how about that latest information got leaked? How many games did it said that he, he had tickets to these last three years? 11. No, it was more than that. No, it was 11. It was three in 2021, five in 2022, and three in 2023. He didn't get to go to two of them. In so Adam King at 10TV, this says, records requests sent to 10TV showed Connor Stallions bought 27 tickets to 12 games. Okay, so 12 games, 27 tickets. He had multiple people going? Yeah. He had someone sitting on... Oh, yeah, that's right, on each side. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could watch Ohio State and Penn State. Or Ohio State and Notre Dame. Do you have it up right now? What were the the games? It was Maryland, Purdue, and Michigan State in 2021. Notre Dame, Arkansas State, Toledo, Wisconsin, Rutgers, and Michigan in 2022. And then in 2023, it was Western Kentucky, Maryland, and Penn State. They didn't get to go to the Maryland or the Penn State game because the allegations. Or, oh, oh, that's right. Because it was, when was the Maryland game? That was the week before Penn State, I think. Oh, okay. And like it was two weeks before. But uh, like, I see. I thought the allegations came out like right around the Penn State game to us, but they knew about the allegations yeah, yeah, yeah. earlier in the season. Okay. 100%, okay. Which, you know, it doesn't mean much now. I mean, yeah, no, it doesn't. They beat us fair and square this year. But, but the NCAA knows something, so... Still, and it puts a huge light on the Michigan program as a whole. Yeah. I mean, right. who knows if this ends up tearing them down big time? Who knows 
what happens in the offseason. Do we know if the NCAA is going to get involved? They are involved. They already told the Big Ten they could prove that they were cheating. They're just yeah. There's so much evidence and so many things they have to do. You think Jim Harbaugh is going to make it to next year? It'll be interesting. I just don't know how bad the penalty is going to be. I feel like, like the they pen- could they could they could ruin Michigan for the next ten years yeah. if they wanted to. Yeah. I just don't know if they will. I feel like just a lot of it could go away. Not all of it. I think some suspensions are due. I think some ban is due. Just depends on how long it lasts. But I feel like it'd be a whole lot less if Harbaugh was gone. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I hate and I'm not saying that as like, you know, I hate Michigan, I hate Jim Jim Harbaugh's standpoint. Like this is serious allegations that's going on and more proof is coming out as each day goes on. I mean, it's crazy. It'll be it'll be crazy. Yeah. Like cuz like I hate Michigan, but I don't want the next 8 years to be uncompetitive. Yeah. You know. Like if they take away wins and scholarships and make them fire all their coaches, like they're fucked for like 5 years. Yeah. Without a doubt. That's that's Bowl a good point. Bands, I never thought about like, that. Everybody on that team will transfer. I'm serious. Yeah, no, I agree. Like, if they get banned from going to a bowl next year. I mean, they're already going to lose a few guys. The big thing will be scholarships. Yeah. If they lose scholarship spots, that's trouble for most teams. Right? Because how how many guys did they play last year? I mean, if there's no no scholarships to go around, no one's going to be there. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously, these guys that are getting recruited to come to these top programs, they can go anywhere. And if Michigan's not offering the money, why would they go there? Exactly. So I mean, it's yeah, it's a good point. But they did it to themselves. They did. They cheated. And for if people try and say that Jim Harbaugh had nothing to do with it, I swear I'm gonna go berserk. Yeah, he definitely knew. Yeah, Stallions was standing next to him on the sidelines each and every week that he was not at other games at Ohio State. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I don't know. I agree. It's going to be really interesting, but that's definitely, it sounds like an offseason matter now. Harbaugh's back. He's coaching this weekend. We're probably going to see him in the playoffs, sadly. Yeah. Who will probably play what, Washington or Oregon? Uh, I don't know. Let's let's get into our game picks and maybe we'll find out. And I kind of want to make our picks with spreads, kind of like the Pat McAfee show, make it a little more interesting. Okay. Michigan, Iowa, Big Ten Championship, spreads at 21 and a half. Over-unders at 35 and a half. So what, it, what are those totals? That means... It could be 21 to 14. Or no. Yeah, but 20. what are they saying with that spread? Michigan's going to win... By 22. By 22 and the total being 36. Yeah. Like, so what do they think They'd the final be, score is going to be? They think Michigan's going to win by three touchdowns, yet they think there's only going to be 35 total points. Like 28 to, to 7? Seven? I mean, yeah. I guess I could see it. I'd probably... I could see Iowa not scoring a point this weekend. <laughs> I could. Yeah. I really could see it. But I could also see Michigan scoring like 20. So That puts you right at the line. Iowa's defense is very good. That's why they're ranked. It's the only reason they won that conference. So you're taking like Iowa's Michigan, spread? Michigan, but like way worse. Like their offense is like at like really bad, but their defense is really good. So you're taking Iowa's spread? Yeah, Michigan's going to win, but Iowa plus 21 and a half. Hmm. That's an interesting I like one. that half point at the end. Yeah. Because Michigan could win by 21. I'm going to go on the other side of you. Yeah. I think Michigan dominates. Yeah. I don't think Iowa has played one even close to competitive team this year outside of their two losses. Yeah. I think they get dominated. I think their defense gets hit with a very surprise awakening this yeah. Saturday. Probably. Yeah. Probably. I'm, I'm going the other way. 
How about, uh, I know we talked about it a bit. Confirmation, Oregon, Washington. Oregon's a nine and a half point favorite in this Pac-12 championship game in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. With the spread, are you still taking Oregon? I mean, Washington spread 100%. Oregon's going to okay. win, but yeah, Washington spread. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you completely on that one. Completely. It's going to go down to the wire. It's going to be another Michigan-Ohio State type of game. Yeah. Because even, even in a matchup like that, we got two NFL-ready quarterbacks to where if one of those teams goes down two or three touchdowns, they still won't be out of it. Yeah. Obviously, if we're talking about the fourth quarter, that might be a little different. But I don't know. I've, I've been saying it all year. You could argue that these two teams that are about to face off, Oregon and Washington, are the two best teams in college football. You could. And we'll see, we'll see another side of it this weekend. We'll see if Washington's able to keep up their undefeated season. I'm right there with you. I'm going with Washington spread. Oklahoma State, Texas. Big 12 championship in Arlington, Texas, over at AT&T Stadium. Spread, like I said earlier, is hit at 15 and a half for Texas. I know they got a lot to prove. Still on the outside looking in, even in the Big 12 championship. What you got in this game? Texas. Spread. Yeah? All over it. I know we want the Bucks <laughs> to get in, but. I know. I know. You that know, Quinn Ewers to Malik Murphy. <laughs> last week, or I think it was last week, they got to put Arch in. They were up 55 or whatever it was. I mean, they're playing their best ball right now. I think they dominate Oklahoma State. Yeah, I agree with you. They're a sneaky um, team to win the national championship. I'll really? You. you think so? Just guy, I think they're I think Quinn Ewers is that good. I mean, I agree with you there. He's, he's if he's they, Texas of, gets in, he's gonna be the best quarterback in the playoffs. Yeah, let's just say like him, JJ, Carson Beck. Him against Bo Nix or Michael Penix is Yeah, that's a good argument. That's a good argument. It for is. sure. Yeah. How about the uh discussion of uh, the backup quarterback, Malik Murphy, possibly transferring to Ohio State? Yeah, one of the backups Texas. to go along with Cameron Ward, which we discussed before we started the show today. I, I know like we're in the middle rumors. of making game picks, but what do you think about those rumors? I mean, I, I for one, have not been very excited about it. I like what we have in-house coming, but maybe that's just me. I wouldn't mind Cameron Ward. I think he's pretty good. If we've really already been looking at transfer quarterbacks, the disrespect to Kyle McCord is outrageous. Yeah, I agree. I know he played bad, but we, we only lost one game, and it was against the number three team in the country on the road by six points. I yeah. Mean, yeah. I know we don't like how he played, but if we're already looking for transfer quarterbacks, which I think these are just rumors, but it's crazy. Yeah. He's probably, he's probably looking to transfer too. If that's yeah, true. he's, I mean, just <laughs> seeing those rumors, you know he's pissed off. Yeah. But I mean, all the hate. I've seen all of his like all of his ads pop up on my Instagram, like all of his Dr Pepper ads and uh-huh. oh yeah, sweatshirt and oh, all god, the comments are just like don't go to his Instagram. Oh my god, I feel bad for him. Yeah, I understand. Really Honestly, the whole Ohio State program is all over the place. Before the Ohio State game even started on Saturday morning, rumors started uh, flying out how Ryan Day, if they lose to Michigan, can be a possibility for the Texas A&M job to, to replace Jimbo Fisher. I did see that. I, I mean, I don't know what to think of that. It's almost as if like they're knowing, okay, Michigan's going to win this game. Ryan Day's going to be under a lot of pressure, possible fire. They're just getting started on the clicks early. Yeah. He's not going to A&M. He's making yeah. nine million a year at Iowa State. I agree 100%. That's like a he's he'd be downgrading. And you don't think Ryan Day's going anywhere? You don't think we make any switch-ups? I don't think. Like the past two years, we got beat by 20 points with C.J. Stroud, and it's because Michigan was cheating, 100%. Yeah. We would have won. One of those two games, at least. This year, they were just better. Their quarterback's better. 
And that's really what it boiled down to. He didn't defense. Make, he didn't make mistakes, and ours did. Mm-hmm. They had a good team this year. Like I'm not. You know, I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, in the moment, once the game game's over, it's like, I mean, yeah, you think of okay, if we fire Ryan Day, who are we gonna go and get? No one better. I can tell you that. That's always a, that's always a tough debate because someone's always available. I don't care I mean, if they're unless signed we're, to unless a contract, we're rehiring Urban you know? Meyer. I don't think I want anyone else. Uh, how about Mike Vrabel? No, no. You think he's he a defense coach, and I don't think a defensive head coach is what Ohio State needs right now. Yeah, I don't know. I also saw something about um, Jim Knowles leaving. <laughs> read my that mind, Duke job, huh? Possibly, which I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up taking it. No. You'd be surprised? No, I would definitely not be surprised. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. He deserves it. I mean, granted, you got to look at how exciting it is to play in a position to be defensive coordinator at such an incredible program as Ohio State. That's not even me tuning our program's horn. No, it's true. That's why Hartline hasn't taken any other jobs Mm -hmm. yet. He's he's waiting his turn to be head coach at Ohio Mm -hmm. State. But I don't don't know. Like we just said, to get an opportunity to be a head coach, to coach at a program like Duke that is on the come-up, Hard to say no. It'd be hard to say no. I wouldn't be surprised if he ended up leaving, but that's another topic for another day, maybe an off-season topic as uh, we're going to be playing in a bowl game no matter what. But I hope we play the loser of the Pac-12 game. Yeah, so do I. Rose Bowl, right? That's what we'd go uh, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be lit if we played. It would but, be. like no one would play. Penix would sit out. Harrison would sit out. Yeah, because they're all going like, to the league. It wouldn't even matter. wouldn't even yeah. be fun to watch. I mean, I hope not. Like it'd be like the Carnell Tate show. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and he'd probably get 200 yards. Yeah, he probably would. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like he's McCord, he's next up at Ohio I State. I think Kyle McCord can throw for 200 yards against one of those teams. Okay, relax. He just threw for 250 on Michigan. We just had this discussion. Two picks, though. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Don't reiterate it. Please. I'm Please. It's so bad. As we all know, those two picks, we never say these uh, one or two plays doesn't define a game. Perfect example of it, Ohio State-Michigan. 2023. Moving back to game picks, though. How about SEC Championship? Mercedes-Benz Stadium at Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia Bulldogs taking on Alabama Crimson Tide. I think Georgia's going to win. Alabama was super unimpressive Saturday. I know they won, and I know it's the Iron Bowl, and Auburn's a bad football team. Yeah, I agree 100% there. They're not a good team. But this is a – I mean, say what you want about it. This is a rivalry game, Georgia-Bama. These guys have met a lot. In recent years. It'll be close. Spreads at five and a half. It'll be a close game. I think this is the game we really find out about Carson Beck, though. I know I they've we played. Find, out, find a lot about Jalen Milrow this yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. There's been a lot of hype around him after that game-winning touchdown last week. Give me the Heisman. What a joke. <laughs> <laughs> who, who are you taking at Heisman right now? If you don't think Milrow should get it? Finalist? Winner? Bo Nix should probably get it. Yeah. Maybe JJ. He impressed on Saturday. I can't lie, but I probably wouldn't give it to JJ. I just no. think there's more deserving guys that put more on the line for their team. I agree. You know, I'd probably give it to Bo Nix. Yeah, Bo Nix, the other finalists. You think Marvin Harrison deserves it? No. Yeah, I don't think he does. If it was based strictly off talent, he'd probably win the damn thing. Well, yeah, but he's he's the best. The stats just the aren't football. stats just aren't there. Yeah, and we can put the blame on McCord, but it's <laughs> team game. It's team game. He doesn't care about it anyways. He just wanted to beat Michigan and go to the Big Ten Championship. It's all the man wanted. We can't deliver. How insane would it be if he came back? I'd cry. That'd be the best news (laughs) ever. Yeah. See, but, like, it'd be the best news ever, but 
But if like, he comes back, like it doesn't matter. If McCord is named starter next year, I'm going to be very upset the whole season. Yeah. Like it's – we have to do better than that. I just think we have so much talent that's on their way in. We even have some really good talent in-house right now. Yeah. But we like going with a veteran. And it'll be very, that's why it's interesting if we bring in a transfer because the transfer will be a veteran. Just veteran once I type. just want to start a freshman. Just start Aaron Oland for yeah. three years and let him go build chemistry with the other guys and go win an Addy as sophomore or junior year. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah, I agree hundred uh, percent. I agree a hundred percent. Like I wish I say football team had like a team owner. You know, <laughs> someone that could like make make the moves. Yeah. <laughs> His decision. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need. I mean, that's a dream job, though. I could do that. Talking about dream job, I know we're getting off topic, but Mark Cuban, man, is that guy making moves. Yeah. Like I was saying earlier, is he going through a midlife crisis, or is he just... He's done working. Yeah. <laughs> is he just getting he's ready for retirement? making money, but like, I think he's done working to make money. I mean, for those who don't know, Mark Cuban, multi-billionaire, owner of the Dallas Mavericks, and many other things, just sold majority of the stake of the team. For $3.5 million. Billion dollars. Three, or thank you. $3.5 billion. He bought the team for just over $300 million. Yeah. That's a $3.2 billion profit. It's like an 1000 In just over 20 years. It's like an 1,000%. Best part about thing. it? He still gets to control the team. He still gets to make the decisions. If that's not a dream scenario for somebody, I don't know what it is. He's a genius. He is a genius. He is a genius. It's well-deserved. And and like your roommate has just no financial yeah. problems with the Mavericks anymore. Can't lose money from them really. Substantial money. Yeah. You know? And he still gets to run everything. And he's uh, retiring from Shark Tank as well. That's sad. <laughs> yeah. He carried that show. He did. <laughs> he really did. He was the best face out of all of them. Him and Kevin. And I thought his negotiating skills were top of the line. Well, yeah, gotta be, right? Yeah, well, of course. Back to sports. <laughs> <laughs> Louisville, Florida State. Talked about the game a little bit, too. Spread sitting at two and a half in favor of Florida State. Is that too small, or is that just right? Taking place uh, taking, in Charlotte, North Carolina, Bank of America Stadium. Out I mean, there I'm taking Carolina. Louisville money line. Yeah? So. Wow. I mean, I'd like to pick. Louisville gets it done. Saturday? Yes, sir. Saturday night, 8 o'clock. Yeah. It's my favorite underdog of the week for sure. So you're giving us some hope. No. I think you could te- argue that's all we need. I just said Texas was going to win by 50. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If that doesn't happen, though, and they just win the game, who knows what happens? I don't think Florida State's going to win, but I'm not worried about that. I'm right there, I'm right there with you, though. Haven't been super impressed with Florida State. Rodemaker looks like a decent player. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but he, he, I mean... He's not winning nothing. Well, he can't have a better opportunity to prove himself than this than this year. This could be the year of the next twelve gauge. I hope they put Florida State in. Just ah. to make an example of the ACC. <laughs> That's what I want. Now I've changed my mind. Yeah. Put them at four and let them go play Georgia, and let them lose by forty. Yeah. And you know now we can never put another ACC. But we team. see that every year. That's not what we want. It's not what we want. It's they not never, what we want. We, we never want them to put another ACC team in the playoff again. Unless Clemson climbs back. Which I don't see happening. Not soon. Insane recruit. They lost five games this year. Yeah. 
What about USC losing five games this year? I don't know, man. I think they just fell apart at the end of the season. How about, Col- how about Colorado? When's the last time they've won a football game? Yeah, yeah. Hey, you were right about that. I was right about that. Yeah, they didn't Four win a game wins this since. year. Yeah. Four wins this year. That was crazy. They fell apart. I told you. They that was fell apart. Happen. But they weren't even playing that talented teams. They they completely fell apart. Yeah, they sh- they're they all looked s- way better at the beginning all selfish. of the season. They played they're not a that's not a like a well put together football team. Yeah. You got Shador wanting to do everything. All he cares about is his chains and his fucking money. <laughs> you got all these other fucking guys. Travis Hunter, great player, but like, does he really? And what'd you think of the job of uh, primetime? How'd you think he? Did, how, how do you think he did this year? I mean, they won. The they program? won more than one game, so he improved. But I wouldn't say it's a successful season. Not at all. I mean, they're. This is the first time in his career, I think. I think the season was Deanna's unsuccessful because after three games, they're talking like they're the best team in the country. Yeah. When, you know, I was saying at week three, if they came and played at Ohio State right now, they'd lose by 60. That's just how it works. You play bummy teams and you win and you think you're the shit and then you get humbled. So now what's next for Colorado? Are we expecting some of these players to come back? Are we expecting Deion Sanders to stay at head coach? Yeah. Because you hear rumors all over the place, and Colorado's right up there. Where where else would he go? I don't think he has a good enough resume to go coach at a big time program. Like I would hate if I stay. He doesn't even guy. need the resume. I don't know. Deion Sanders. Yeah, he does. Just because he played football. It's like if the Bengals just went and hired Chad Ochocinco as head coach. Like okay, I think that's it. No, but he's been coaching. He coached in HBCU for one year, and he coached Colorado for one year. There's no resume. What was the discussion about him maybe going somewhere? I can't remember the team. Do you remember? I didn't think there was one. I saw something. I thought he wanted to stay at Colorado. I mean, he probably does, as he should. I don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, it will. I mean, they're yeah. going to have a similar season next year. So, I think. Did they you see they had two quarterbacks commit, decommit? Decommit from Colorado? Back to back days. Well, that's because. Shador's probably going to come back. He probably will, but like, they need guys for the future. Yeah, they yeah. lost two in two days. And uh, I, I understand that. But right after he was talking about these guys can't even stay loyal to their girlfriends. How are they going to stay loyal to the school? <laughs> like, <laughs> that was a crazy quote that you it, just threw in. <laughs> that's Deion Sanders talking about kids decommitting, talking about their girlfriends. They can't stay yeah. loyal to their girlfriends. Like what's he talking about? I don't I don't know. I think that's a completely different conversation when we're talking about we're significant talking about others in school and college football. Yeah. <laughs> that was a quote for, directly from Deion Sanders. We're talking about him. Deion's different. Deion's different. I wouldn't mind ever seeing him coaching the pros though, I will say that. He'll never get a pro job. But how about uh how about the game of the week in the NFL last week? Buffalo Bills, Philadelphia Eagles going down to the wire. OT. Buffalo Bills finally for once. Caught the ball first in overtime. Didn't matter. They ended up only kicking a field goal. Gave the ball right back to Jalen Hurts. And you can tell right from that, as soon as they kicked that field goal to tie it, that they were on a mission. He ends up running in a game-winning touchdown in overtime. They beat the Bills to 37-34. Eagles move up to 10-1. and Bills move down to 6-6. Six and six. From the result of this game, what do you think matters more? Philadelphia continuing to prove themselves or Buffalo continuing to fall in the standings? I think it matters for Buffalo. Yeah. Because you already have a bunch of guys on that team that bring a lot of drama. And if they keep losing, everybody knows who I'm talking about. If they keep losing, they're going to lose that guy. Yeah. 
he's going to go somewhere else eventually. So they, I don't know, they got to figure out how to start winning games because they have a whole lot of talent that they seem to be not doing the right things with. I mean, game went down to the wire. They went to overtime. I feel like it was just a Jalen Hurts takeover show, you know? I mean, I've never seen them hit a QB draw more times in one game in my life. But it seemed like that was just their game plan. That's what they knew they needed to do to win the game. This Eagles team's on a mission, man. Yeah. They're on a mission. You so don't see that very often. 10-1 and one to be underdogs at home. I did see that. They play the 49ers next, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the Eagles' schedule right now, It's they're in the thick of it right now. And we were talking about it earlier this season. Yeah, they got a good record, but we're going to see when they go up against some of these top teams. Well, three weeks ago, they played the Cowboys, won that game 28-23. Two weeks ago, they played the Chiefs, won that game on the road 21-17. And now I know the Bills don't have a great record, but it's a good team. they're a good team. Yeah. They won that game in overtime 37-34. to Well, in the middle of this tough stretch, they're 3-0. And to wind it down, they're home against 49ers at the Cowboys and then on the road against the Seahawks. I just don't know if I see any team slowing this don't Eagles team down this season. Uh, they do not. No? They do not. Philadelphia? No, I'm thinking of – who am I thinking of? There's um, one – I think it's the Niners. You could be thinking of the Niners, yeah. The Niners have to play the five teams that are all named after birds in a row. Yeah. In a row. Yeah. I don't think it's ever happened before. It's probably like Let's the see. Eagles, the Ravens, the Seahawks, the Cardinals, and the Falcons. I mean, yeah, they're they're in the – you could say the thick of things, I guess. I mean, another team sitting at 8-3. and three, They went through their three-week rough stretch, but since they got Chase Young, they're back better than ever, Yeah, dominating teams left and right. They got the Eagles this week, another huge matchup. On the road in Philadelphia. Favorites. Didn't it? Yeah, that is crazy. That is crazy. I'm putting a lot of money on the Eagles' money line. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's very interesting to me because, like I always say, it's hard to beat teams multiple times in a season. These guys are matching up in the regular season. I like the Eagles this year. I think they're going to win it all with the way they're playing. Yeah. I, I think so. they're at least going to make the Super Bowl. But the biggest test that they're going to have this Cowboys, season is this week against the 49ers. I know the Cowboys look good. Those I know boys they do. look good. They do look good. But I feel like they've been dealing with the injuries left and right, too. Yeah. What makes them so good is Dak is playing the best he's probably played in his career over yeah, this last It'll be month. interesting to see how they do in the playoffs. Yeah, it will. It will. If it's going to be this Feel, if same old Cowboys, again, or, if it's yeah. going to be the same old Cowboys, they get bounced in the second round, not going to hear the end of it from Stephen A. Smith this year. Yeah. I have a lot of problems with him lately, with what he's been talking about on his own show, but... I don't, I don't know. Did you Except see with what he's talking about on a show? Did you not even sports related though? <laughs> kind of sports related. <laughs> What's he talking about? So oh, it was ball sack sports tweeted at him. Ball sacks. And it said, would you ba- here making it PG, making it PG. They asked Stephen A. Smith, would you go celibate for a year? If that meant the Knicks winning the championship. He said, no. And he said, no. <laughs> emphatically. Said no. He said, "Come on, man. Put the finger and put the finger in his tooth like uh, Austin Powers." You know. Yeah. He said, "You know how many years I've been waiting on the Knicks to win a championship?" He said, "The last time they won a championship, I was five. I was like sixty-five. <laughs> he said it like that, and then he continued to say he still wouldn't do it. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just. I don't know. Maybe we're just different in that aspect. I would totally." I would totally do it. I would totally, if that meant my boys win it all, Boston Celtics. You don't need to do it for your boys to win it all. They're right I around, know, right? Bump it. They're right around the yeah. corner. They're right around the corner. Man, do we look good. <laughs> Chris Osporzingis does have a 
calf injury right now. He's probably going to be out a week or two. We'll be fine. But we'll be fine. I'm just glad the tweaks are happening now. Nothing long-term, nothing by the end of the season. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there because I thought it was just completely bizarre. Like, I feel like <laughs> ESPN needs to start keeping them in check a little bit. Like, I understand they got Pat McAfee. They make so much And they money. cuss. I understand. But, like, there's no need to talk about that on a sports show on ESPN. We just talked about Shark Tank. <laughs> okay, but this is a podcast. Okay. <laughs> so you think it was appropriate? Doesn't matter. It's a show. I guess. He wants to talk so. about. I guess so. We've we've done <laughs> so many. Like, what would you do for this? Like, I've heard way crazier stuff from our friend group than that. That's casual conversations with normal people. This isn't getting broadcasted out to million of pe- millions of people. Like the things I would do for Joe Burrow not to be out for the season. <laughs> <laughs> getting back into football. <laughs> it does seem like we get off topic pretty easily, but that's life. It's conversation. Um, the craziest, the crazy Stephen A. One, <laughs> the craziest thing Stephen A. did on his show was actually responding to a fan who asked him if Lightning McQueen was yeah, the, was the goat. That I was do. that was worse than the one you just said. <laughs> and the guy was twenty one too. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> just two grown adults talking about cars, cars two and cars three. <laughs> Lightning, it was an interesting Lightning, topic. Lightning McQueen's the best. Yeah, he probably is the best ever though. Yeah, how about Aaron Rodgers? Opening up his 21-day window to practice. Yeah. Bro suffered an Achilles tear. Less than 80 days. Less than 80 days ago. And this dude was limited, a limited participant in practice today. It's all that ayahuasca. (laughs) Seriously. Bro's a different breed. Brain making new connections, huh? I guess so. I don't really know what else to say about it. That's just unreal. It sounds like a miracle. It is. You know? It is. Unless, like, the injury wasn't as bad as everybody thought, but, like, I thought it was a full tear. They like, said it looked like a full tear. Yeah. Like, the, you saw a pop in yeah. the game. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, you think he's, a- you think he's actually going to return and play these last couple weeks? I don't think it's smart, but, like, yeah. we talked about it last week. It shows the competitive nature of Rodgers. Yeah. He loves it. And the I game. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Never had a problem with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Neither have I. Yeah. Glad we're on the same page there. <laughs> that is pretty unbelievable, though. Yeah. Shout out Aaron Rodgers. For a shout out the doctors. Yeah. How the fuck is that dude okay to play? I have no idea. Three weeks. I have no idea. Modern medicine. Yeah. New day and age. Yeah. Modern world. <laughs> All right. Let me give you my uh, top five power rankings. All right. Because, yeah, we could talk about the Thanksgiving games. Mm. They weren't really as like, exciting as people were wanting. Yeah, the matchups didn't look great, but still, they didn't turn out. Yeah, I mean, the Cowboys won by 40. Niners dominated the Seahawks. And the Packers upset the Lions, which... Which... Saw something interesting with that. Every time the Lions have played on Thanksgiving and the moon has been a waxing gibbous... Bro, that was so weird. They lose. Like, who is looking up that information? They were 0-12 when the moon was a waxing gibbous on Thanksgiving. (laughs) It was, again, and they lost, so... Something's in the air. Who's looking up that information? Who's taking the time out of their day to do that? Yeah, I was going to say Hollywood. (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> that's just so random like we're talking about a sports game like oh they've lost because i saw that they've been losing on thanksgiving dude it's bad often. energy yeah. <laughs> maybe so i don't know but moving to my power rankings because i'm very intrigued what you think about it there was a team i had to leave out and it was really hard leaving this team out but i think there's a lot of time to play and I'm going to say it right now before the power rankings. 
I think the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. I do. I think it's going to be a Dolphins-Eagles Super Bowl. It's my prediction right now. I just think the Dolphins' defense is just getting better and better. Um, not only do they have one of the, I would say, top three best passing offenses in the NFL, with Tua throwing to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle, they also have one of the best running offenses in the NFL. And I just feel like it's going to be impossible for some of these defenses to be slowing this team down. You know? Yeah. But with that being said, you know what I gotta, you know what I gotta bring up because it's crazy. Go ahead. Jaguars number yeah. one in the AFC right now. Um. Yeah, they have the bye week right now. The playoffs started. So technically, they're still sitting at the three seed because the Ravens because, won last week. Chiefs oh, won last week. That was yeah. That was Chiefs have the head to head. Yeah. Over Jacksonville. Um. I mean, Ravens are at one because they're sitting at nine and three. They got their bye week this week. I don't know how that's going to turn out if both these teams win, but yeah, it goes Baltimore at one, Chiefs are sitting at two as they have a win. They have the tiebreaker over Jacksonville and the Dolphins. I as put, them, Jaguars, and the Dolphins are all sitting at eight and three, at one, two, three, and four. I might put a future on the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. I definitely think the Ravens have a chance just because of, well, they have, isn't it? They have the best run offense in the NFL. Oh, yeah. And their, do, their defense has been extremely underrated this year. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah. really good. I think I think the AFC is going to be, without a doubt, extremely competitive. I think the NFC, it's Eagles or Niners, in my opinion, right now. No boys? I know I know you could argue the boys. They look fantastic. But when in doubt, Cowboys lose second round. You know? Yeah. Like, And they're not going to be healthy come playoff time. They have a lot of guys that are out for the year, especially on the defensive side. Doesn't seem to matter. Guys stepping up. Drawing Bland. Yeah, I mean, he has more touchdowns. Stephon Gilmore, they got guys. Half the league this season. Micah Parsons, they're fine. I just named three all pro, not all pros. Deron Bland is not an all pro, but he does. I mean, he might be this year. Yeah, he probably is this year. Because of his statistics. Six pick sixes? I thought it was five. No, he got a sixth. Hmm? I'm pretty sure. No, he's five. Are you sure? Yeah. I I believe you. You seem confident. Yeah, no, he he is five. (laughs) It's still crazy. Yeah, no, it is. It just (laughs) seems like it was a while ago because they played on Thanksgiving. Yeah. But, I mean, they still are in my power rankings. I left Dolphins on the outside looking in strictly because of the head-to-head between some of the top teams they've played this year. Yeah, they're sitting at 8-3, and three, but in my opinion, they've played three really competitive teams. And it was the Bills. They got dominated early in the year. It was the Eagles. They lost on the road by two touchdowns, even though it was a pretty good game. And then at home against Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes was able to get the best of them. Or, I'm sorry, that was in Germany. But they were able to get the best of them in that neutral site, winning that game 21-14. to 14. So while I think I'm putting them right now as my team to go to the Super Bowl, I think they got a lot of work to do. I think they're going to learn from these mistakes. They haven't um, beat a team over 500 in like two years. I think that ends up changing uh, <laughs> when the end of the season comes. I think they start figuring it out. We'll see. I just think they have so much talent on that team, and their defense is only getting better. They're going to get tested. Last three weeks of the season, Cowboys, Ravens, Bills. Oh and three. One two. Uh, I one, think two. they're gonna win one of the but they I'm I like them because you could argue that they've been getting tested more than anyone else in the league. So they're gonna be as prepared, if not more prepared, than anybody else. They got all the film, they got all the they got those one matchups against them out of the way. I think they're gonna be really good this season, even though that's leaving off that's getting off topic with my top five. I put the Chiefs at five. And the reason why I have them at five is because they have like their offense is extremely suspect. And as much as we want to say Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, Pat Mahomes, it seems like teams are finally starting to figure them out a little bit. Yeah. And I just don't – if Patrick Mahomes is able to get to the Super Bowl again this year, 
I mean, he's one of the goats already. Already. Yeah. This but year I, would be crazy. But I, yeah. Because I do not think they're, without a doubt. I don't think they're the best team in. But the as AFC. of right now, I'm putting them at five. Because at number four, I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore Ravens, they have been. You're disrespecting them. Huh? I feel like you disrespect them. Uh, Ravens at four? Yeah, you drove, well, weren't they? You could, say, you could say I'm disrespecting them, but going through the rest of my list, put the Cowboys there at three. Niners, Eagles. I got the Niners there at two, and I got the Eagles there at one. And my one and two is going to flip this week, depending on who wins. If the Eagles win, they'll stay at one. Even if the Niners lose, I'll probably keep them at two, just because I think these are the two best teams in the NFL right now. Most well-rounded, weapons for days. It's interesting. I think it goes without saying. I mean, the reason why I put the Chiefs at five the loss against the Broncos really hangs a big toll for me. Yeah. Broncos are hot. Russell Wilson is hot. We need to give them a lot of credit. They've been winning a lot of games. As Do they still have a chance to make wild card? Yeah. They've, give won, them they've won five in a row. Yeah, they have. I mean, they're currently... Six cur- and five. They're currently on the outside looking in, though. Nine seed, six and five, tied with the Texans, tied with the Colts. Expect but the they're Colts. right in the mix. Yeah, I expect the Colts to fall out of that. But still, sure. just I feel like I've seen more impressive teams... Over the season so far, and with one of them being the Ravens, like I'm surprised you think I'm disrespecting them, putting them at three in my power rankings. Four. I mean, yeah, they've they have some dominant wins. I guess you could say dominant. I mean, they looked good last week against Chargers. Chargers haven't been impressive. Bengal game was the craziest game I've ever seen. Seemed like that game was cursed. And outside of that, they really don't have an impressive win. Houston week one, maybe now. Bengals week two when they were healthy, healthy, quote unquote. And they have three bad losses this year. They lost to the Colts week three. They lost to the Steelers week five. And then they lost to the Browns week 10. I just, yeah, they look dominant some games, but some games they fold. And I think Cowboys, but Niners, and Eagles have every team. The Niners lost three games in a row this year. Yeah, but that was before they made the trade for Chase Young. I'm taking that into account. That defense is unbelievable. They were great. And now it's unbelievable. They had a great defense. Teams can't double-team Nick Bosa anymore because they have to put a focus on Chase Young. I just – You said, like, like the Ravens only beat the Chargers. They're not that good. But I could say the same thing about the Bills. The Bills haven't looked impressive this year. but We're not talking about the Bills. I know, but you said the Dolphins – like. Uh, you're I have, talking I about have how the Dolphins outside beat, of my power rankings. I know, but you're talking about how teams like have beat the Bills, and that's an impressive win. If you're not going to say, I the said, Char- I said it was a. They looked good. If you're not going to say the Chargers, I'm saying they, the Eagles looked good. They. That's not the only team they've beaten. I know that. I just don't think the like beating the Bills in overtime isn't that impressive anymore. The Bills aren't that good. I think the Bills going a little bit of a streak here. I think they're due to start winning games. If they don't make the playoffs. I'll be very shocked. I know they're on the outside looking in, but. I don't. It's gonna be tough for them to make the playoffs with the Dolphins. I understand. I understand because that that division is, you know, it's run by those two teams. So, just given a refresher on my top five, because we've been talking about this a minute: Chiefs at five, Ravens at four, Cowboys at three, 49ers at two, Eagles at one, with the Dolphins being the first team out. So obviously, you have a lot of problems with it. You don't like the Ravens at four. Are you? Who are you putting them over? Putting them over the Cowboys? Yeah. Putting them over the Niners? Probably. We were just right hating now. them on that three yeah, loss. Pro- they'd probably be two for me. I think the Eagles are clearing away number yeah. one right now. Yeah. No questions asked. Yeah. Two, three, and four, I think, are all very similar. I think they are all dominant. They've all had bad weeks. You know, they've dropped some games they probably shouldn't have. You know, I don't think the Niners should have lost by two touchdowns to the Bengals at home. <laughs> 
Like, yeah. I know the Bengals were a good team at the time, but, like, you can't lose by 14 at home. I think the Ravens have looked pretty decent the past few weeks. I know they lost to the Browns, and you said that's a bad loss. I think it is a bad loss. But I think every team outside of the Bengals now, I think every team in the AFC North has a top-five defense. Mm-hmm. Like, how bad of a loss is it when Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett is 10th in the MVP race right now? I mean... <laughs> It's a bad loss, sure, but that Browns team is underrated, especially on defense. I mean, I mean, we'll see. Because you said the Ravens' schedule hasn't been hard, but they play in the hardest division in football. With the Bengals, like you, you can say the hardest division. With the Bengals, in football, with Joe Burrow it, being out, it's not anymore. Like you could argue that just the Cowboys and the Eagles alone in one division is harder. Because I think those two teams are both better than just. You could, but the Giants are three and nine, and the Commanders are three and nine. Yeah. Like every team in the AFC up until Joe Burrow got hurt had a winning West record. Is interesting. And the AFC North, I mean, yeah. Every team had a winning record. Like that division is unbelievable. And the only reason that the Ravens don't have one loss is because they've lost two teams in the AFC North. If they would have played in the fucking AFC South with the fucking Texans and the Falcons and, you know, all these shit teams, they'd probably be ten and one. Yeah. But they play in a tough division, and I think in the playoffs that's going to help them because they've already seen tough competition. Can you make a Super Bowl prediction right now? Ravens-Eagles. Ravens-Eagles. Yeah. I've been thinking of it for a while. And I mean, it's hard, to that, not, it's hard to not like On top the of that, right the Super Bowl now. logo is purple and green this year. I know. It was purple and red, right? It was purple and green this year. It was purple. It was. No, it was purple and red. This year? Yeah. So it would be remember we Eagles talking 49ers? About, yeah, or No. Purple it wouldn't be Eagles. It'd be like, we were saying it could either be, you know, like Chiefs Vikings or like Niners Ravens. Remember? Yeah, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Ravens, Ravens, Niners. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, the logo color of the Super Bowl is not saying Eagles are making it. There was a two year thing there. There was also a two year streak there of the team that was hosting the Super Bowl was in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I think that two streak for the logo, Super Bowl logo is <laughs> gone now. We'll, we'll find a new streak in a couple years. That'll happen. Yeah. I just think the Eagles are too good. They look too destined. But I won't make a – I have a Super Bowl prediction that I made throughout this podcast, but I'm not going to pick a winner yet. Yeah. But uh, you know how crazy it would be if Jalen Hurts made it to another Super Bowl and lost again? Like, you know, there would just be a lot of discussion around him. Can he close the deal, you know? I've just been thinking about that a lot. Yeah. Because I think there's a very good possibility that they roll through the NFC. Lose to even the Ravens. Though they're, and then lose to the Ravens, Dolphins, Chiefs, you know? Um, it's just tough to... Yeah, it's hard to win. Yeah. It's hard to win. Because either the the Cowboys are going to be in the wild card. Yeah. Who yeah. has to match up with them round one? I don't know, but they're losing. Yeah, <laughs> they are. They're, lo- <laughs> they're losing. I mean, just looking, at, just looking at how it is right now. You know, Cowboys are the first wild card team, so they'd be the five seed. And, you know, so that means they play the worst division team. So right now it's the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Atlanta Falcons, the five and six Atlanta Falcons who are leading the NFC South currently. They win them by 40. <laughs> yeah, they dominate <laughs> that game. Yeah. I don't know. That That's another problem within itself that I think the NFL needs to eventually fix, in my it's opinion. Like Cowboys want to be the wild card, so they can go play the yeah, Falcons seriously. week one. Like, I mean, obviously, it'd be nice to be the one seed. Well, yeah. Who's so the one seed gets to play? Probably, probably like the – I don't even know. But even then, the rest of the wild card teams aren't super – you know, right now we got the Seahawks in at the six. They'd be taking on the Lions. 
which I think that could be a better game than people think. Yeah. Just because the Lions. But I think I think I'd take Dan Campbell, right? First playoff game as a head coach in the NFL. Yeah. I'd He'd probably, pull some shit. I'd probably bank on him. Vikings with, uh, we'll see if it's Josh Dobbs. Crazy game last week, four interceptions. <laughs> we'll see if it's him, Nick Mullins, Jaron Hall. We got multiple options over there. It's just crazy how one week can change everything. He's going to keep playing. I, I think so too, but the fact that they even, he even brought it up, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm surprised he didn't just say, nah, like Dobbs is our guy. Because yeah. they, they got to buy this week, so they got yeah. time to evaluate. Yeah. I think that's something to keep an eye on because, I mean, the Vikings are still. When's Jay Jettis coming back? Uh, after uh, their bye week, week after fourteen, okay. he'll be back. Yeah, right in time for their playoff playoff push. It's crazy. Yeah, what's crazy? What's crazy is what you mentioned earlier, which is the, the in my opinion, in, huh? They're like one in five when he's in <laughs> the game. <laughs> no, that is crazy. Yeah, um, but they I mean, last week was a anomaly, yeah. I would say. But how about the Niners Eagles game this weekend? NFC Championship preview once again? Question mark. We talked about it. Eagles are at home, three-point dogs. I can't believe it either. I'm taking Eagles money on just because they're getting disrespected. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it also could just point to the fact that, really, the Niners' defense might be that good. It could be. It might be that good. We'll see. It'll be very, it's very interesting to see what the game plan is going to be for both teams. Yeah. As I think, definitely, Eagles are going to be pressuring the hell out of Brock Purdy. They're yeah. going to make him extremely uncomfortable with that dominant defensive line they got. Yeah. But on the other side, for the Niners, I think they're going to be running a lot of contain, keep it contain. Yeah. Coming off a big coming off a game where Jalen Hurts was running, it seemed like every other play. It's not what they want to have happen. But this is why I think the Eagles are just so dominant because where's their weak spot? You take away one thing, they got another thing for you. You take away a second, they got a third. You yeah. know? But I'm right there with you. I'm taking the Eagles. They've been having an extremely dominant season. Their offense has been unbelievable. Jason Kelsey's going to continue to take him to the promised land. <laughs> yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, which it'll be very interesting to see about those Kelseys, if they, how long they last, if this might be their last year, as there's been discussion about it. Both of them? Yes. No. Yeah. Jason Kelsey, I would understand more. He's been in the league a while. Jason Kelsey's 37. Yeah, yeah. But Travis is like in his prime. I wouldn't say that. He's old. He is getting old. He's, but he's, he's, still up there. he's still playing like he's in his prime. He is, but I feel like all the best tight ends – in history of the NFL, they all they all went out early, you know? And I feel like I could see something similar with Travis Kelsey, possibly. Jason Kelsey, I don't know. I think that's a year by year thing. I mean, if he's you know, if they're if he's worried about his body and all this stuff, then yeah. Yeah. But he wouldn't be leaving because he's not performing. No, no, of course not. You know, but sometimes that's how it is in the professionals. You want to hang it up while you're still on top as yeah. a player. You know, yeah. Um, yeah, they have a chance to make more millions of dollars, but you know how much money they have already. I just can't. All that matters is how comfortable they are with the career they had, you know. And I think both of those, you know, those brothers, they've had some of the best careers we've seen in modern yeah. football. Yeah. Some great careers. Yeah. Jason Kelsey's the best center in, the, in football. Has been. For, has been. For a while. And Travis Kelsey's the best tight end in football. Has they've been. both won yeah. Super Bowls. Yeah. Hang it up. I don't know. I don't like it though. I yeah, I mean, I'm ju I'm just being skeptical, bringing up a possibility that we could see it this off season, but yeah, it is what it is. If it is, they 
I don't even know why I'm acting like that because we got a lot of football left to play. Some of the best football of the season left to play. Yeah. And, our, and it all starts this weekend with conference championship games and college football, um, some crazy NFL games being played. In season tournament, games have been locked in. Have you been keeping up with that, Ben? Mm. Kind of. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to keep up when there's 82 games. Yeah. It but, is. you know, there's been a lot of light on the in season tournament. It seems to be effective as of right now. Feel like if you're Adam Silver, he's loving the response from it as of right now. Yeah, the worst yeah. thing about it is those damn courts. Yeah, for real. I hate watching the games. Yeah, like, I agree. I just, I don't know. They're not enjoyable. Yeah, I it agree. Hurts my eyes. Yeah, almost. But before we end, I just I gotta ask. I gotta ask because the in season tournament's set, and while it's not the NBA championship, they got a chance to win something. Four teams that are involved: Indiana Pacers, Milwaukee Bucks. Boston Celtics and the New York Knicks in the East. Wow. In the West, LA Lakers, New Orleans Pelicans, Sacramento Kings, Sacramento Kings. And I thought it was the Phoenix Suns, and it looks like the Phoenix Suns. Who you like to win the whole thing? <laughs> Probably the Celtics. Yeah, you think so? I think it's just going to be the favorites. Yeah, I kind of do think it's just going to be the favorites. I mean, so here are the matchups. It's Celtics-Pacers, quarterfinals. I probably like the Celtics too, but Pacers are hot right now. I love Halliburton. Yeah, he's... He's a beast. He's making a case for All-NBA this season. Yeah. He's been unbelievable. Yeah. And then, on the other, and then on the other side, like we said, you got the Milwaukee Bucks, and then you got the wildcard New York Knicks. Yeah. It'd be very cool to see a Bucks celtics It would be. But, and then on the West, you got Pelicans facing the Kings. And then the other uh, semi or quarterfinal, you got Suns versus Lakers. I think you got some good games in the West, honestly. Yeah. Kings have been rolling. I honestly like them against the Pelicans. Yeah. And then Lakers, Suns. Yeah. I think I'm going to take the Suns. Even without Bradley Beal, KD's been on a mission. When does he come back? Who knows, man? They said it, they said it was day to day when the season started. We're over, we're almost a, we're a quarter way through right now. But uh, just trying to make a bold prediction with these. I think the Celtics are going to win, but if the Pacers upset us, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um, I think the Sacramento Kings get it done against the New Orleans Pelicans, even though they have been playing well over there and they're about to get CJ back. I like the New York Knicks or the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. I think the Knicks look real good right now. Um, and then I'm going with the Suns over the Lakers, like I said. That leaves a Suns-Kings semifinal. I like the Kings and that one as well. I think they continue to roll. And then I'm just going to go ahead and say Boston and the Knicks. I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks beat us. So, yeah, that means I'm going Knicks. Knicks, uh, Knicks Kings in the in-season tournament championship. That's what I got. You hate your boys or something? No, nah, it's just, you know, it's <laughs> you said just they trying might, to be a little. Might lose to the Pacers, might lose to the Knicks. I'm just trying to be a little, you know. Yeah, not biased. Non-biased. I think because I think since it's the first year, I think we do see some upsets. Probably, you know, you could you can see it within these players that some of them actually do care a lot about this in season tournament. I mean, some of these rookies are yeah getting money from these tournaments. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, no, of course it'll be interesting. Sure. I don't see the Pacers upsetting them just because I think a lot of the Pacers' offense comes from the perimeter, and mm-hmm. that's where the Celtics play the best defense. Yeah. You're preaching right now. I mean, <laughs> Tyrese Halliburton, great player, but. He's not going to have his normal 40 and 15 against Drew Holiday. I mean, I don't know. I, I see where you're coming from, but it's possible. It is. It is. I mean, we gave up almost 40 to Mellow Ball last week before he got injured. 
How many shots? He's been different though. He's yeah, actually he had a player. really rough start first couple games yeah, in, but he's but been he, so different. But now he's out for a couple weeks because yeah. he's hurt his ankle. Yeah, I mean, which while obviously was, you never like to see. But while he was playing the past ten games, he was great. Yeah, thirty plus every game. Yeah, I mean, currently averaging twenty five points, eight assists, and five and a half rebounds on the year. But he's on a not very talented team. Yeah, you know it's his squad. Yeah, and same with Tyrese Halliburton though. They're sitting at nine and seven. Give me, Hal- me Halliburton's numbers on the year. Isn't he averaging like 14 assists? No. No, that's... It's like 12. That's a ton. I, it's al- I think it's like 12. He is averaging 12. Well, 14 12? would be crazy. All right. It 14 would be. would be crazy. 12, is, 12 crazy. is still crazy. 12 is crazy. Yeah, no. He's averaging uh, 26 points a game, 12 assists, 4 rebounds. It's great. Shooting 46% from 3, 52% from the field, 17 shots a game. That's tremendous. Yeah. Yeah. No, they've been really impressive. Both of those guys. But so have a lot of other guys. There's a lot of talent in the NBA. Yeah. And that's why you never know in the playing tournament. And yeah, of course, we're the favorites. We're probably going to win it. But it's not really a prize I'm worried about right now. Yeah, my eyes on a bigger prize. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Any uh, last comments you want to make? I think we think we covered it all. Uh, nothing uh, like, oh, Joe Burrow had successful surgery. Nope. Um, everything went well. He'll be back next season for training camp. Nah, still down on that. Yeah. Poor guy. Don't care right now. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess next, we'll- like, uh, July, June, I'll be getting more excited. <laughs> All right. You got a long. I'm taking go. the next next eight, eight months off. <laughs> <laughs> Sports has drained you. Yeah. The Bengals. Ohio State it- losing. Yeah. Joe Burrow get out for the season. Ohio State basketball sucks. No, we don't suck. We're pretty bad. We don't suck. Maybe not, but... I don't think we suck. Have it's you early. seen Kansas's starting lineup? Yeah, it's unbelievable. We won't... They're like, going to be my pick again We're not doing it. We're not doing anything. Well, I... And okay, yeah. We're probably not even going to make the March Madness. I think, I think we can. <laughs> we may not, but I think we can. I we got know, a couple... I don't even know who's on the team this year. I mean, we got a, we got a freshman in Scotty Middleton. Yeah. You know, we still got Roddy Gale. Yeah. Still got Zed Key. Got Felix Akpara. Still got Zed Key. Wow. Still got Zed Key. Transfer nice. from Minnesota. So we're still average. I mean, yeah, we're not great, but when was the last time we were great? That's just my problem, though. It's Ohio State okay, University. I think you just why are, we, why I are think... we not great? That's the problem I'm trying to get to. It's early in the year. All why, right? why can't... We beat Bama. Why, Bama's a good program. Why can't we They're get ranked. why can't we get the best three recruits out of the state of Ohio every year? I'm not to too to sure. State? I'm not too sure. We'd be not, we'd be top question. five. It's a good question. You know how good the top three recruits out of Ohio, Ohio are every year in basketball? Okay, I'm sorry. I remember his name now. I just want to say it. You know, Jameson Battle transferred from Minnesota. He's a senior. He's been all over. He was at George Washington, transferred to Minnesota, where he's from. Came over to Ohio State for one last year. Um, he's third for our team in points per game. Leading the team, though, what I never would have expected, Bruce Thornton. Okay, boy. Bruce Thornton, sophomore guard. From averaging 10 last year up to 17, shooting 40% from three. Solid, Bruce. Followed by Roddy Gale, 15, Jameson Battle. Zed Keys averaging 11 and six. We got a decent team. I mean, keeping eyes on Devin Royal. I mean, he, he doesn't get a ton of tick, but he plays. Yeah. He was, was a problem in high school. He was a <laughs> there was a team that 
Might have been Michigan State. I don't, I don't know, know, but don't sleep on Ohio State now, okay? Oh There's a long season. I'm serious. I'm serious. I think we can be decent. We'll go like... I was really impressed we'll with that like win over Bama. We'll go like 18 and 11 or, you know, 19 and 10. We'll be like the nine seed. We okay. might win the first game, and then we, we'll play Kansas in the second round, and we'll lose Doesn't by 30. Doesn't sound like much can make you happy right now. No, nothing. We're sitting at five and one. Blue Jackets suck. I mean, Blue Jackets are hot. Blue, I'm serious. Blue Jackets are hot. They just dominated Boston the other day. Yeah. Dominated. Cavs kind of suck. I mean, Bruins are the best team in hockey. Yeah. It's, that's. And I was at a game last week, day before Thanksgiving. They, they put won. in seven goals yeah. on the Chicago Blackhawks. Even though they won that game seven to three, I still thought Connor Bedard looked like the best player on the ice. Probably was. He really was. <laughs> he looked, in, he looked, uh, he looked fun. Yeah. Fun. I don't know. He looked really good. He was fun to watch. His puck skills were through the roof. He was getting bullied in the center, though. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah. yeah he's a he, little boy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's still going to grow in that aspect, but, but that once, should be expected. Yeah, he's seven. What is he, 18 years old? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a lot of room to grow yeah. over there. Four years older than this kid. Yeah. This kid <laughs> playing in the NHL. <laughs> kid that busts your ass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can't I mean, even. Granted, it's hard to say stuff like that. I can't that even stand on hockey. ice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll leave it at that. I like that. Columbus talk to end it, but we'll keep you updated on everything. Sports never sleeps. We'll be back next week. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next week. Yes, sir.